Welcome to the Mindfulness Revolution podcast, episode 5. Happy New Year and welcome to the first episode in 2022. We have celebrated the start of a new year and now are getting into the swing of it. Unfortunately, by February, many of us may experience the first frustrations with keeping to our New Year's resolutions. In this episode, we will have a look at them and at small strategies to support us in making positive changes in our lives. The change of date and the new year promise us a new beginning and we often believe we have a clean slate to start fresh. In some sense, this can give us a boost of energy to make the changes that we wanted to have for some time. The date, however, is not really important to make a change. We are able to do so all year round. Still, our Western culture puts a lot of emphasis on starting fresh on the 1st of January. A lot of initiatives try to sell us wellness products, memberships, and Veganuary or Dry January kickoff. Subscriptions to memberships soar with January, and by March, many new members search on how to terminate their contracts. Many of us will have encountered the situation where, with our best intentions, we make our New Year's resolutions, but once life, and especially our hectic work life, start again, we flag and fail. We are left wondering what we did wrong, or why we don't have sufficient willpower to keep to our resolutions. In fact, we are in a guilt trap. Over Christmas, we celebrated and ate well. We are being made to feel guilty for enjoying good food and a glass of wine or two. We see friends and family, and with our climate being on the colder side, We do not wrench outside too much. January promises that all will be different and we make up for it. We want to run some miles every day, forgetting we never manage to run half a mile. It is healthy and we need to work off all those calories from Christmas, so we are told. As the holidays end, we encounter our regular busy lives again. We take kids to school, have a busy job, little to no breaks for proper food, get stuck in traffic, and finally arrive home, too exhausted to go to the gym or try cooking those lovely new recipes. There are several factors that contribute to us not managing to keep to our new resolutions. Firstly, we often get very enthusiastic and make a lot of them. Sometimes this equals a complete makeover of our established lifestyle. Whilst all of our aims might be good and healthy, it is the sum of them that has a stumble. We are creatures of habit, and breaking habits is far more complicated than creating them. In trying to break a lot of very ingrained habits, we place a huge burden on ourselves. We need to expend a lot of energy on several levels 
and deprive ourselves from established reward patterns. As such, annoyance and grumpiness start to build as we feel more and more depleted. Why do we get so frustrated with our new regime? Ray Baumeister researched this and coined the term ego depletion. Ego depletion is simply that we expend energy during our day and in our interactions. Our acts of willpower are finite and at a certain point we need to recharge. In addition, we cannot distinguish between doing something for our health or having a tedious work meeting. The energy expenditure is the same. For our New Year's resolutions, this means that after a hard day of work, traffic jam and school pickup, we are exhausted and add up on the sofa with crisps instead of going to the gym. Same sense of energy depletion applies to new ways of cooking, to use another example. We are familiar with our quick go-to recipes. If we change to a new diet or new approach to cooking, we enter unfamiliar territory. It is exciting in one way, but also takes some time and effort to master. New recipes take longer to prepare and more care. Another aspect is that the new diet deprives us of established comfort foods. We challenge ourselves through these changes and expend more energy and time on tasks to accomplish them. A solution to this is to make small changes and not have too many. Perhaps even just one change is enough to start with. For example, we can start by adding more vegetables to our meals and reducing the meat instead of going full out vegetarian or vegan. Or we could add in one exercise session per week to get started. Picking one goal at a time can help in achieving it. Once this has been accomplished, it is easier to use the positive momentum and move on to tackle the next. Secondly, a different stumbling block to our New Year's resolutions is that we often do not have precise goals or plans. We have an idea but did not think about how to achieve it. In our work lives, we have a goal and we make a plan to achieve it. With New Year's resolutions, it is similar. We have the goal and should in fact make a plan on how to achieve it. A marathon, for example, is not run by simply running it. It is run after systematic training that staggers the intensity and build strength over time. Such training also includes much needed rest times to regenerate. Taking a different example, we notice that while some people simply change their diet, others need a long time to do so in increments. In each case, a clear step-by-step -step plan of how to achieve a goal is necessary and leads to lasting results. How we set up our plan depends on who we are. We are told by the media and advertising who we are meant to be and how we are meant to be. It is, however, an image of advertising that we have in our minds, not our real self. 
oftentimes our bodies and minds do not work this way and a comparison to what we see in the media makes us feel as if we failed. In reality, we have been given unachievable goals to begin with. Such comparisons create tension, as we often are not that way. In reflecting on who we are and how we function, we can plan lifestyle changes better. There is no one way to achieve goals. It is about finding one's personal way to do so. Writing down goals and why we want to achieve them is a good start. From there, we can plan step by step how we achieve them. It helps to keep the motive for making the change clear and is visible to us. Once we have our plan, let's sit back and think how realistic is it? Does this really fit into our busy daily and weekly schedule? Often enough, we are again too enthusiastic. Do we have one hour each day of the week to be in the gym? If so, wonderful, and I hope you enjoy it. If not, then how about exercise snacking? Little bouts of exercise then can fit into the day easier. These bouts may be 5, 10 or 15 minutes. They can be done morning, lunchtime or evening. It can be getting off the bus a stop sooner or parking the car at the further end of the car park. Walking or running up and down the stairs instead of using the elevator. Try alternating by sometimes taking two steps going up the stairs. Small, simple tasks can easily become a short post of exercise and are as healthy and valid as longer sessions on the treadmill. Once a pattern is established and exercise snacks are worked into the daily routine, it is possible to either extend duration or alternatively add more days where they might happen. So instead of three times a week, four or five are possible. Exercises may rotate between stretching, strengthening and endurance. Finally, a word on negative thoughts. We often have them and give them far too much power over our lives. Negative thoughts can drain our willpower and bring us down. If we repeat an internal monologue on us not being fit enough to do something or good enough, then we will never do it. We do not need to win the Nobel Prize or the Olympics or create a new genre of art. We make these changes to improve our lives, to feel happier and healthier. If our painting is not in the Louvre, that's okay. It is still nice. If our time for a five-mile run is not that of a professional athlete, then there is no problem. We often compare ourselves to the highest possible ideals and so create negativity within us. We imagine ourselves failing and so create negative emotions. A simple strategy would be to imagine ourselves succeeding. To not see the future us as someone else and different. To try to feel the joy we have when we achieve our goal. Or 
to imagine how good it feels to have made a certain change. With this, we imagine a positive outcome and reinforce positive feelings. Of course, it may happen that even with small changes, clear motivation and a plan will lapse. In those cases, we can give ourselves a bit of TLC and be compassionate. We did not learn to walk in one day, and other things also take their time. It is a moment to pause, take a breath or two, get back up and try again. Scarlett O'Hara understood this and said, after all, tomorrow is another day. Thank you for having joined me on this episode of the Mindfulness Revolution podcast.